not a lot of lady mercenaries out there. No? Can you name one? Well, no, that's, the, I mean, they're that good. That's why you can't name them. Yeah, I guess that's true. They're operating in the shadows. Oh, yeah. Like ladies know how to do. They should, like, for contracting, like, you know how, like, you, you can get, like, a job to go kill people and stuff like that. Mm. And, like, blow stuff up or whatever, mm. assassinate people. Skills like gaslighting, lying, things like this. These should also be marketable skills, I feel like, in this market. I mean, I'm sure it is for spies, no? Like, you have to be really, <laughs> yeah. really good at, like, like passive-aggressive, like, strengths. Passive-aggressive nature. Mm-hmm. I have, I have uh, uh, cluster A through D personality disorders. <laughs> Oh, All of them. Unlo- I've unlocked cluster E. Well, that was a short intro. Um, <laughs> here's the rush of the show, I guess, everybody. No, let's start that over. Low energy, sad. Yeah, I well, I haven't been sleeping much. Really? Uh, at all. Yeah. Uh, of You know, like the night mm. of the day? Like yes. It's, uh, I spend most of that awake. Mm. And so when morning comes, I find that I'm not well rested. Mm. What happened to the trazodone? Stop working. Stop mm. taking it. Interesting. Um, yeah, I took uh, 8,000 milligrams in two days, and uh, unfortunately, that didn't turn out very well. Yeah, I don't... Uh, people at home don't do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I flatlined. I had to be revived. <laughs> I was trying... Was try- it wasn't, it wasn't a did great you, situation. Did you see... Sorry, hold on. I'll introduce us in one second. But before that, did you see how before Trump's pardon stuff... Or, like, you know, the countdown to when he was, like, leaving and everyone's like, yeah. oh, who's he going to pardon, whatever. That a bunch of people were trying to get him to pardon um, Pirate Dread Rob. What's his name? What's the Silk Road guy? What's his oh, name? Oh, the Silk Road dude. Oh, I did not know that. No. What's the fucking, what's his name? The Dread Pirate Robert. I can't remember yes. his actual name. Dread but Pirate he was like the Dread That's Pirate. what I was trying to think of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they were like, he might also- do it. Why would, why would Trump pardon the Silk Road guy? They really do think that he's like the he was the meme president. Yeah, well, it's like the same thing with people thinking he was going to pardon Snowden or Assange. Absolutely not. Yeah. Why would he pardon them? He was literally just trying to send Assange to prison in America to kill him. Yeah. Like uh, two weeks ago. Um, also, did not pardon the Tiger King, which was I I actually respected that he didn't do that. Yeah, it seems like the Tiger King really thought that was going to happen. Really thought it was going to happen. Never, never rent your limo before the pardon comes through. I think Assange probably had a better minute. shot than the Tiger King. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I how... mean, it's been what, like six months since that documentary came out. <laughs> they should have timed it until it came out. Like, if if that documentary came out like two weeks ago, that dude would be oh, out of prison. Absolutely, hundred percent. Absolutely, hundred percent. You know who's who's happy? Carol Baskin. I never want to hear those two words again. She's she's absolutely a, a Liz Warren supporter. 
I'm gonna go as that guy for Halloween next year and see what happens. <laughs> no, see five how much years. poontang I can get in doing five that. years. Yeah, five years from now. Who are Perfect. you? Oh, I'm the Tiger King. Who? Oh, speaking of, we should introduce ourselves. Oh, hello. Uh, hi, uh, my name is Brace. I'm an avid watcher of Netflix, HBO, Hulu, Peacock, uh, Quibi. Uh, sometimes my, uh, you know, people in apartment buildings around me. Um, People I've known in the past, sometimes intimately. I also watch a lot of YouTube, and I'm one of the hosts of this show. Okay. Well, I'm Liz. We are joined by producer Young Chomsky. Young Chomsky, which is my line, but this <laughs> takes it now. And this is True Anon. Hello. Hi. Uh, we are back. Guestless. Yeah. That's kind of nice. Uh- yeah, the FCC has banned us from having any other guests after. <laughs> it's uh, a little cozy uh, in here now, just the, you know, just us three. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, God yeah. Intended. Well, there's the fourth to our investors. <laughs> um, but we are we are back. Uh, we are we have entered the global marketplace once again. Mm-hmm. We have put our skills up on shooterjobs.com, which I do get Facebook ads for, which is very funny. What? What is that? Uh, it's like uh that's what it's called like, shooterjobs.com there's like a it, it's like a it's like a monster doc i don't know i've literally never used a website to find a job um oh my God. so it's like a job finding i can't monster isn't that one of them yeah 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 it's like monster.com for people who want to guard <laughs> like an oil facility uh in libya it's like the farmers only of linkedin yeah 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 and so I, so ever since we did the last actually I'll be honest with you before we did the last episode I got these I think due to the videos I do watch on YouTube mm. and um it is the comments I like I read on them are are very good because it's it's a lot of guys I think who are like I can skip kind of the front of the line and I don't have to do like 8 years in the army or whatever to get one of these jobs mm. and then um, very, very disappointed when they can't because I, I don't think there's that many of these jobs. You know, they, they tend to hire you know these lunatics from the armed forces instead of just uh, you're like your coworker in real life. Just your stay-at-home lunatics. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. My, my recommendation is this: if you're well, actually, no, I'm not going to do that. That would be, I would be encouraging a mass shooting if I finish that sentence. Okay. Uh, so we'll, we'll not be doing that. Yeah. Okay. Let me cut in cut here that. for a second. Uh. <laughs> Everyone, hello, welcome. We're back with part two of uh, our series on Blackwater. If you listened to the last episode, we were detailing that, um, you know, we were talking about the Trump pardons. Well, Trump pardoned for the mm-hmm. Blackwater guys who were uh, guilty <laughs> of the Nassau Square uh, massacre. And we thought it appropriate to retell that story and talk a little bit about what Blackwater was doing in the Iraq war. And now is the time, uh, the the moment in the show where we pivot to talk a little bit about the man behind Blackwater. Well, Eric Prince is the yeah, guy's yeah, name. Yeah. And, and, and to be clear, <laughs> the Eric here is spelled with a K, which is the way that you're going to spell Eric if you're racist. Yeah, I don't. As it makes Jew, me very uncomfortable. I don't like it. Well, it's also yeah. you know, I mean, it's very uh, you know, uh, Northern European. We'll say yeah, it's a very yeah. blonde my, way of spelling a name. Very extremely, this guy, and he's from Holland, Michigan, 
which is also part weird. of that. Tr- they just named a bunch of cities in the Midwest after other. I mean, I guess New York too. That's why when you get to San Francisco, it's like eh, we're named after a saint. You know, that seems like mm. a little. That's like something to be proud of. But like, what you're New York, New Jersey, yeah. Holland. There's like four Paris's. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been to all of them. Mm. You trick a woman. You're like, I'll take you to Paris, and then it's much cheaper to go to any of the other Paris. Just, but you have to go to Paris, Texas, because you know the movie. And you say, hey, exactly, uh, which seen, they do like. The movie, Paris, Texas. Yeah, I don't think I have, but it's yeah. yeah. Oh, ladies um, love that movie. Something I found out about Holland, Michigan, is that from a cursory read of the Wikipedia page, started the "What would Jesus do?" fad. Mm. They had made these bracelets in the 90s that said that. So obviously, very religious city. And uh, Eric Prince came out of the balls of a very religious man, his father, <laughs> Edgar Prince. So Edgar, Edgar, well, Edgar got rich making, and I had to really try to figure out what this is, because as you know, not a car guy. But you know when you open the, like, the, the little mirror in a car, like that's above your head, you're like, damn, I want to look and yeah, see if, the like, rear view mirror? No, the rear view mirror is in the mirror, middle. The oh. other mirror. That's oh, like to the right the of it. It's like, like yeah. the vanity mirror. Yeah, get the blackheads out. Oh, my yeah. God. You, yeah, you you're open doing that your makeup on your morning commute to your receptionist job in 1989. Exactly. You pop that bad boy open, the light comes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He invented that. The, and, the light? Uh, the light. Uh, some part of that. Anyways, mm. he made a billion fucking dollars. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, a lot of money. So this the, he starts this thing called the Prince Company. This is Eric Prince's father. Grow huge. The kids are raised super comfortably. And his father is, and this is a little important in a sort of roundabout way for Eric Prince's own life. His father is a deeply religious Protestant. Now, mm-hmm. I had to look up what a Protestant is, but it's some kind of Christian that's like big in the Midwest. <laughs> it's like a sect of Christianity. Uh, that's somewhat correct. Uh, but yeah, no, he's the, the him and his entire family incredibly, incredibly religious. People might be familiar with or more familiar with Eric Prince's sister, of course, Betsy DeVos, mm-hmm. uh, another very, very religious woman. Uh, they actually, his father uh, founded the Family Research Council, which I don't know if you guys, I, I, I don't know, people familiar with the Family Research Council? I feel like they're very, very famous. <laughs> They're very famous. I feel like there was like a big documentary on them a long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. They um they spend a lot of their money making or in in you know in the past have spent almost all their money making sure gay people can't get married, um, or yeah. adopt kids, um, or exist without going to camps yeah. that they that they spend money to make and you know. Yeah, big terrible, backers. Terrible His family people. are big backers of Mike Pence, if that kind of puts it into any sort of perspective. Yeah. Also invented the phrase no homo, which I thought was uh, very interesting to read. Uh, his family has got some interesting, big power players in Michigan politics. Also friends with Charles Colson uh, of the Watergate 7, which I thought was a, a little strange. His All the rest of it, like Eric Prince's siblings are now involved in like, not as big as the Family Research Project at all, but like different kind of religious nonprofits, including, of course, his sister, Betsy, who's married to the guy who I guess is the heir to the Amway fortune, which seems like a scam goddess kind of thing to do. Um, yeah, anyways, so Eric Prince, he he go, he grows up very conservative. He interns for Dana Rohrabacher. And for those who don't know who Dana Rohrabacher is, he's basically was running like a one-man Langley outside of his, uh, yeah. his, his congressional office. Uh, he 
fought with the Mujahideen. Many people in his office accompanied him on that. Big backer of all sorts of like neocon, deep state kind of bullshit. Uh, Prince goes from there to intern at the Bush White House, which he quits. And I'm, I, I don't kid you. Because it's too gay. Like he was in, he, this is, this is, this is, this is a quote from him. He says, I interned with the Bush administration for six months. I saw a lot of things I didn't agree with. Homosexual groups being invited in, in the budget, the budget agreement, the Clean Air Act, those kinds of bills. I think the administration has been indifferent to conservative concerns. This is, by the way, the first Bush administration. So he's like, George Bush's father is, was too gay for me. I had, I had to get out of there. Anyways, my man goes and he fucking joins the Navy SEALs, which, as most of you people know, not a big fan of. No, no, this is like your number one. This is your number one enemy, the Navy SEALs. I hate Navy SEALs more than anything. And the the thing about Eric Prince is he doesn't actually like fight when he's in the Navy SEALs. He's in it for kind of a while, and they kind of just like shuffle him from different, you know, I mean, maybe he, he was in Haiti, so he might have like, you know, killed some people. But like he wasn't involved in any wars or battles or anything like that. It was kind of just shuffled from place to place and hopefully ruined his knees. This is, it's funny because we were talking about this. I listened to him on... Um... Oh my God! What is her name? Candace, Candace Owens. Owens podcast. I listened to that as well. Oof. The things we do for you people. Um, mm-hmm. Neither of them very charismatic, by the way. Not good podcasters. No. Uh, but it's interesting because I was asking Brace. You know the way that he talks about. You'd think that a man of his stature, or at least this is what I thought, that a man of his stature, someone who's so involved in different uh, <laughs> military causes. <laughs> We'll say yes. Would um, you know, speak at length about his time in the service, and it would be like this point of pride, and it would be you know something that really he kind of like um, elevated into like more of a you know a, a part of his own a myth making. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Not so much the case with him. And I was asking Brace because Brace is my go-to guy on all um, military affairs. I'm avid for- soldier of fortune reader. Yeah. <laughs> and tell him what you told me, because I was I was a little confused in the way he was a little bit sheepish in the way that he talked about his service. No. Well, yeah, I, 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 he really glosses over it in a lot yeah, of cases. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he always brings it up because being a Navy SEAL, you know, it's like being in the SS or something. You know, you really want to <laughs> use that as like a point of pride. People really like that. We're going to Harvard. And- Exactly, exactly. Which all three things, very similar, same type of person who does those things. Um, But I I believe it's because he, again, like he was just shuffled from base to base, probably Mm. ruined his body to some respect and didn't get to, uh, you know, burn down a house with children. Yeah, didn't really see action. Exactly. Like he was never able to call in an airstrike on 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 a peasant family. And so... I think that kind of fucked with him. I mean, the thing with Prince is that, you know, not to be too, like, uh, storytelly about it, but, like, there seems to be a lot of moments that, like, really affect him and that uh, sort of color his decisions along the line. So I think the fact, if if Eric Prince had been allowed to just shoot, like, one 16-year-old that he claimed later was holding a rifle and then killed the guy's whole family, like, we would not have Blackwater. I mean, we would have Blackwater, it just wouldn't be Eric Prince running it. Um, but, but no, I think that really fucked with him. He also converted to Roman Catholicism, which I had to look this up as well. This is huge. I had no idea about any of this stuff. 
They have like a king? Ha ha, Brace. No, there's no king. Um, but yeah, no, it is weird. It's interesting that he converted from... I didn't look into this enough, and I wish I had. But for someone to... It's interesting to convert from like very, very intense Protestantism to Catholicism. I have some questions there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he gets out of the seals. And of course, at this point, he is extremely wealthy. He's a young man. He, like all Navy SEALs, is totally depraved. And uh, back then, so if you get out of the Navy SEALs now, you just sell t-shirts of your face on it or like start a YouTube channel. But Mm. back then, uh, you know, it was a little less clear in what you had to do. And so what he started was a training facility. Because apparently the Navy SEALs didn't have their own, like, dedicated training facility. They had to use, like, Marine ones or Army ones, stuff like that. And so he goes into, I believe it's called the Blackwater Marsh, which is where Blackwater gets its name from. Very, very Dungeons and Dragons-ass fucking name. Terrible. Uh, But still better than New York. And uh, he starts this big training facility with his father's money. Yeah. Now, so we mentioned this before. Now, this really wouldn't have been a thing if it weren't for not just him uh, going to the Navy SEALs, but another event, which was 9-11. Yes. (laughs) Because basically before 9-11, like we said in the last episode, um, it wasn't just a training facility. I mean, it was like a really small training facility. It was, I mean, you're raking in like 300K, 250K, 300K Mm -hmm. a year. It's really not a big operation. Um, You know, it seems more like a place where there's like, you know, corporate events. It's kind of like, hey, let's take the guys down to Blackwater Marsh. You know, they can, you know, futz around on some spare tires or whatever. I mean, it's not really what, you know, what it ends up becoming. And it's after, you know, it's in the wake of September 11th that, like we said, Blackwater really comes into its own. We -hmm. don't need to go over all of that again. So the reason that Nassau Square is so important to understanding Eric Prince and also kind of tracking where he is today is because it really was like a major turning point in, you know, in not just his career, but then also the public perception of what DOD was doing with all these private, you know, private military contracts and what they were doing in Iraq. And, you know, like we kind of were saying, I, I mean, it was like a total PR disaster, like an absolute yeah. total PR disaster. They're like super congressional hearings. Obama and Hillary are running, saying they're going to like, you know, they're getting rid of everything having to do with Blackwater. You know, um, it becomes this like liberal uh, rallying cry. I mean, you know, rightly that but it becomes a real symbol of the kind of like disgusting excess of the Bush administration's policies in Iraq. And so after Obama comes in, I mean, his legal problems like continue and he yes. basically he steps down or leaves Blackwater in what, 2009? Yeah, something like that. It, it, it's it's changes its name pretty much. I mean, Blackwater kind of has to do like this whole like corporate restructuring. Right, you know, right, we got to right. change our name, change who's in charge. From what I understand, I was I've been reading and listening to interviews with some of his former business partners. I think he actually still is involved with what Blackwater became. Right. Um, with you know, with with now with Academy under Triple Canopy. But Blackwater changes its name to G Okay, so I remember when this happened at the time, and I remember being like, if I was a small businessman and my small business killed uh, over a dozen people and maimed um, many others in a in like twenty others in a uh, famous incident in in a foreign country. I would also change my business's name to something that was totally unpronounceable. <laughs> so it's 
X E services. Z services. Yes, G's G services. That's actually that comes later. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna make some Elon Musk joke about his kid, but it's like you know that's months old. Who cares? Exactly. Yeah, that kid's probably dead by now. Yeah, no one knows. Um. Yeah, no, it is true that, though, that, like, you know, he steps down, but he's still very much involved. And and the reason why he steps down again is because it's a total PR disaster. They're get the, the legal battle is crazy. Um, it starts changing names to a bunch of things in order for it to basically continue, like, laundering money around and become new companies and entities to try to escape yep. its, its legal woes. Um, at a certain point, like... A whole bunch of ex-Bush administration guys come in, uh, in, including John Ashcroft, actually. He buys off a part of it. A bunch of uh, NSA guys, some ex-admirals, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. Xi becomes Academy with an I, by the way, which is fucking freaky. That is freaky. Academy. Evil sounding name. Dude. Yeah, that's like, yeah, I don't like it. That's like an X-Men kind of a name. Um, Academy, it merges, like you said, it becomes, it, it merges with Triple can- Canopy. Tracking yeah, all this stuff canopy, is a little complicated. So Triple Canopy is like a basically another pretty large like contracting firm. And so Academy merges with Triple Canopy under Constellus yes. Holdings, which is owned by Leon Black. Leon Black, you might remember from several Epstein episodes we did. His father, of course, was uh, Eli Black, the head and a final head, I believe, of the what became what, what what was previously the United Fruit Company, who jumped out of his like thirty fourth fucking you know story uh, office building and committed suicide. So at this point, they're owned by the son of the last like CEO of United Fruit Company, yeah. which is you know you can't get much better than that. Curiously enough, Liz, actually, Blackwater is still around, but now they're an ammunition and T-shirt company. So he is actually going back to his Navy SEALs roots with that. Well, that was that whole thing, because remember a couple years ago, was it, or was it like two years ago, where, where they took out an ad and they were like, Blackwater's yes. back. And everyone was like, <gasps> including myself, yeah. we were like, what the fuck? But then it was like, we're back to sell you T-shirts. Gotcha. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, t- and, and and let me tell you, the world of like veteran T-shirt companies, oh, man, is massive. I'm telling you, if you if if you ever want to make some quick money, just print up like a T-shirt with like you know, it's called like Hoorah Brands or something, and then just said, "I got your six Tango down." Put it with some like fake bullet holes in it. You will literally make ten million. We got to get in. On this that. is better than pump and dump game stuff. Yeah. <laughs> We got to get in on that Trunon, Trunon military t-shirt brand. Dude, I'm telling you, my when I was trying, I was basically trying to attract Black Rifle Coffee as a sponsor. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And uh, it did not work. No. Um. Yeah, I did threaten to, to kill the guy from Blackwater. Mm-hmm. Or, excuse me, Black Rifle Coffee, too, which did not help either. Also, apparently the coffee is pretty bad, but I don't drink coffee, just drink water. <laughs> okay.
Okay, let's get back into it. So, um, you know, we don't need to go through too much of a timeline, but this stuff is important, you guys, because it really is, um, you know, his falling out with basically the U.S. government really does shape him into who he is today. It, it fucks it, with him. Yeah, it really fucks with him. Like, he he becomes like, I mean, his whole thing is very anti, well, we'll get into it, but like pretty anti-American, which is the stuff I think people don't totally understand about him. Yeah, you know, in addition to basically, you know, sort of being uh, this punching bag for the Obama administration, he was also outed by Leon Panetta in mm. 2009 for being a CIA asset. I mean, obviously, you know, it does not take a fucking genius to put together that the CIA outsources assassinations to people like uh, Eric Prince and have been doing that basically since yeah. the advent of the CIA. Not just but, assassinations, uh, too. Gun running. Yeah. Weapons running, yeah. people running, <laughs> lots all of all this drug running, all the run-ins, cool runnings. Yes, all sorts of running, which as a Navy SEAL you should be pretty good at. Um, but uh, but yeah, so he gets outed by Leon Panetta. I can't remember what his code name was, but it's like Hal or something like that. They were setting up a secret assassination program with the CIA under, I believe Dick Cheney was mm. like the guy kind of in charge with it. They say that they never killed anybody, but bullshit. I yeah, bet they bullshit. did. It's just like that fucking, to go back to the Katrina thing, just like the Chris Kyle sniper story. They definitely did it. Oh, we, by the way, we didn't, we did not actually talk about Katrina and Blackwater in the last episode. We didn't? I mean, we mentioned Fuck, it, but I, I don't we think did. we went super in-depth. To be honest, Katrina... Well, Katrina deserves a lot of things. But Katrina... <laughs> I mean, Katrina deserves its own fucking series. I don't know if actually yeah. if anyone has done like a podcast series on what happened there. Um, I know Spike... Didn't Spike Lee do some kind of like documentary? I don't know if he ever got... He sucks. Yeah, so he totally he sucks. Yeah, he's blows. not going to say yeah, anything. He's a piece anyway, of shit. for people who don't know, I mean, maybe we should probably do. Anyway, um, for people who don't know, you know, Blackwater was contracted um, as quote unquote first responders for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, right when Hurricane Katrina hit. And actually, Prince bragged publicly that. Blackwater was on the scene before the feds were and FEMA was. Yeah. Like, that's how, like, immediate it was. And these guys, man, the stories that were coming out about what was going on there. And, uh, you know, for people who don't remember or maybe too young and weren't paying, you know, you know, weren't of the age where they're really, like, taking in the news and what's going on in Katrina. Like, it was a, like, when we say it was a disaster, it was a fucking disaster. And there were not a lot. way worse than any of the, Yeah. Like fires or anything like that. Oh yeah, but there also weren't. There wasn't a lot of reporting on the ground because it was so fucking lawless. <laughs> like the when when um, Louisiana basically, you know, and the feds just completely and totally um, abandoned people in New Orleans and really abandoned, mm-hmm. um, you know, basically abandoned people and locked them to fucking drown you know yeah yeah there really was they they dispatched these mercenaries there to like be the armed police uh basically in charge of almost everything now there are reports that blackwater guards were running around saying that they had been deputized by the sheriff or not by the sheriff excuse me by the governor of louisiana um and that they had the power to arrest people 
that mm -hmm. i mean that was reported it was reported that um multiple uh like multiple military members i don't know if they were in the Na they must have been the national guard uh they witnessed blackwater guards um breaking in to multiple people's homes ransacking apartments throwing people out mm -hmm. um like just destroying things throwing people out on the street there are rumors i don't know if there is reporting i i haven't looked at this stuff in a long time but there's rumors that there were uh you know that blockwater shot a bunch of people yeah yeah I, I, th I think one of them was bragging about having killed some and i quote black gangbangers which to be clear, actually makes the story sound fake because whenever ex-military guys talk about killing people, mm. well, I mean, they probably killed black people, but they love saying that they're gangbangers, which is like a, a, a that's like, that's, that's, it's like when uh, right-wing people start talking about the chai comms is, you know, someone's mm. bullshitting you. Yeah. But so it was like a disaster that, I mean, this, you know, thinking about shit like that, and then people, when people try to tell me that Trump is worse than Bush, I just like have no patience. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the federal government basically declared war, and the yeah. state government basically declared war on like poor black people in yeah. in, in New Orleans. Like, yeah. you know, in this, I, I went there a couple years after it happened. And it's just like a, it's still a total a disaster, absolute yeah, disaster. Yeah. Well, anyways, that was that was that they made a, a shit ton of money from protecting FEMA for for uh, yeah, protecting absolutely. FEMA. Which, by the way, no one like assaulted FEMA installations, and like they were also contracted to protect the rebuilding efforts for years after. Which, yeah. of course, like no one, there was no large scale assault or small scale assaults against like federal contractors rebuilding neighborhoods and stuff no, like that. No, no. Um, but but you know all this confluence of bad press of sort of him, him being quote betrayed by the federal government and because in a way he was because they did hire you know Blackwater to kill people in Iraq and that is precisely what they did and then when it be turned around and bit him in the ass they cut Blackwater loose and got someone else to do the same job you know this fucked with them yeah yeah so he <laughs> when you are you know down you know you down for the count you don't know where to turn. Your friends, mm -hmm. you know, they're talking shit about you all throughout the main, the lamestream media. Mm -hmm. People you thought were your good friends, they won't return your calls. No. Where do you go, Brace? You go the same place that men like me have always gone. To China. <laughs> yes, into the very fat, sweaty, possibly not clean arms of one Steve Bannon. Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. So, yeah, Steve Bannon, he also <laughs> hangs out with Steve Bannon. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he so, he gets real close with 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 our man Steve. He is like always going. I mean, and, and later he like also starts hanging out with I mean, he was already friends with Oliver North, but like he starts hanging out with Oliver North too Which, and like Jesus Christ. Incredible. 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 Uh, but yeah, no, he starts. He starts. Uh, he starts chilling with Bannon quite a lot, and I, my, maybe they're just you know fellow fellow men of faith. Mm. Uh, you know, there to worship their king uh, that lives in another country, like Joe Biden does. So, <laughs> well, wait. So I yeah, I, I want to pause on this for one second because I mentioned that 
that um, Prince, you know, anti-Americanism. Now, I that wasn't totally precise and probably sounds a little bit weird. It's not that he's anti-American, right? But he's very similar to Bannon in that they're kind of that like anarcho, they're like ANCAPs. And yeah, so yeah. they actually, I mean, their hatred of the federal government and like the bureaucracy is almost, um, it's indistinguishable from their like desire to watch it to to like kind of watch it crumble do you know what i mean yeah yeah like so they, they, it almost manifests as seeming like a like an anti-americanism but they themselves would consider themselves true patriots right it's this Absolutely. very bizarre kind of like post-libertarian and cap radicalism and we'll get yeah. into how that manifests in terms of like prince's own you know his own ambitions when it comes to where he wants to take you know his line of work but it's his his views on like the american project and um kind of like his distaste for the federal government are are very much similar to steve bannon and probably shaped very much um in his image yeah i listened to an interview with eric prince on a Veteran Entrepreneur Podcast, oh, which is a podcast. I, I can't remember the name of it exactly, but it's a podcast dedicated to veteran entrepreneurship, which is one of my favorite subjects because all literally it's just you like- You literally are a veteran entrepreneur. Yes. All, yeah. But I don't make- t- Ironically, we have not printed- Oh, no, we did have t-shirts, but- We don't we have- don't, a, We don't make coffee. We don't make coffee, and the t-shirts have been in my basement for uh, almost exactly one year, because uh, that was when our last show was. And we only have extra lodges. Please do not email me about them. I'm not going to send them to you. Uh, anyways, so, yeah, he, he his stuff with Bannon's really funny, too, and, like, it comes... This is, this is jumping down the timeline a little bit, but uh, Prince actually starts putting out like stories and is like the source for like, I think there's like a New York post story and like obviously a bunch in Breitbart that there was child pornography on Anthony Weiner's laptop. And remember this was sort of the beginning of Pizzagate and this is the same time period too. And like, again, you know, I have my theories on sort of where all that, a lot of that stuff comes from. A lot of that kind of comes from the Bannon sphere. And uh, I think Prince was absolutely like, definitely doing that with probably some project like that in mind because he fancies himself a bit of a domestic intelligence expert too which yeah um, totally i mean there's there's a very funny picture of james o'keefe from project veritas uh shooting a uh suppressed pistol at a ranch and and being like i think it's it's like a youtube style like thumbnail where it's like Project Veritas will become the best domestic spying, or excuse me, like the best private intelligence agency mm. in the world. In, in fact, Eric Prince mm-hmm. was contracted to uh, buy, buy Project Veritas, and he hired like a bunch of MI6 guys, and uh, their big thing was uh, getting someone from like the Michigan Teachers Union or something like that to say something stupid on camera, and then now our subject are like 30 lawsuits from uh, from the AFT, so... You, the yeah. thing is, is it's like if you're gonna go out of your way to hire a bunch, you know, use Eric Prince to hire a bunch of fucking agents. Let's go after some bigger projects, Project Veritas. Yeah, it's like the teachers' union, and you don't even like. It's not. What are you it's gonna do? Weird. Shut down the teachers' union? It's very weird. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. He's very much. If you guys have listened to our um, episodes with Robbie Martin, where we kind of were talking about the Q sphere and the Roger Stone kind of nexus or Constellus if it were, mm-hmm. 
you know, Stone, Bannon, Prince is is all up in this shit. So his name comes up a lot when you're looking into the origins of Pizzagate, when you're looking at Q. You know, mm-hmm. that that guy's all around that shit. Um yeah. you know, and and you know, that's a reason why he was real close with the with the Trump admin, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. At one point, he was trying to start a domestic spying agency for the Trump administration that apparently got shut down, although mm. I also have sort of... Yeah, now Joe Biden's too. giving him a call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, well, anyways, it's not just Bannon he falls in with. It's actually also Bannon's supposed greatest enemy, which is the uh, uh, Chinese government. <laughs> yeah, 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 no. Prince, um, Prince... I mean, you know, smart guy a little bit, you know, he's like, well, if the Americans aren't going to give me any money, you know who will? The Chinese. And yes. he's not wrong. Correct. So, the, okay, the thing that people don't understand. Is that China is a communist country <laughs> and are like 20 years away from, from, from fully switching over. Yeah, okay. No, um, you know, what people do, what I would say is that, you know, a lot of people, I think particularly a lot of American, you know, I would say good amount of American leftists like to kind of imagine that China is already at a point of contesting American hegemony, right? Yeah. They, you know, it's my opinion that they are not yet there. And one of the reasons that they are not yet there is their military capacity is, I mean, it's really, it's not there. Right. They don't yeah. they do not have and particularly, you know, look, look, we're talking about what, 2013, 2014. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Chinese military was is nowhere near and particularly this time nowhere. I, I mean, absolutely nowhere near the size of anything even remotely close to the American military, let alone its capacity. Right. Yeah. Um, so. For someone like Eric Prince to come in is a big fucking deal. And the Chinese, you know, I mean, look, from everything that I've read, (laughs) you know, unsurprisingly, they, you know, they didn't really give a shit about the bad press about Blackwater. No. What they, what one thing that they really, um, you know, remarked on was like, okay, you're going to get all these bad contracts. You're going to like, you know, the CIA is going to get you, you know, you're going to protect all these State Department guys, like blah, 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 blah. And they're like, notably, no one you protected died, which is true. And that was yeah, something yeah. that they, they that they really um, latched onto, but and most you know and and so it wasn't that they needed Eric Prince or wanted Eric Prince in terms of um, you know contracting him in particular, but in order to help to hire him to help them training up their military, and that's kind of yeah. what starts happening. Yeah, he he actually starts like a a, a training base in Yan'an, uh, which is uh, very ironic, and in uh, and he also got a lot of bad press uh, for for starting an operating base in uh, Xinjiang, which is a considerable amount of press dedicated to that area of China. Mm. Uh, and so he, of course, denies it. But again, with Eric Prince's thing, it's like. He denies literally everything he does, even if it's like actually the evidence is is in his face, like at the moment that he's done it. So like yeah, all that, he's just he's a, he's a. I mean, of course, I would be too. He's a fucking liar, and so yeah, he 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 starts this company called at first Frontiers. Well, it's still called Frontier Services Group in Hong Kong. It's backed by something called Citic Group, which is China's largest state-owned investment company. At first, they're like sort of an unarmed group assisting Chinese efforts in Africa, which we will get to shortly, uh, and hopefully which some of our listeners 
who might disagree with my feelings on that will have tuned out at this point. Uh, anyways, they ship minerals, they charter flights, they do medical service. You know, the, Eric Prince always talking about his like medevac kind of stuff. He was actually, yeah. he bragged about that quite a lot in Katrina, even though turns out according to the Navy that they actually did not do a single one. So, right. uh, you know, he, 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 you know, he's building this, this like large fleet of aircraft. And the thing is when I was actually on heroin, I once read a book about, uh, like Russians that, that that basically took planes or purchased planes or probably just stole them from the former Soviet Union and moved to Africa to basically work as like cargo transports. Because oh, at, sure, at the time sure. the Soviets, yeah, they had the biggest, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, I can't remember what the name of the aircraft is, but it's like the biggest aircraft yeah, in the world. And some of the best technology. Exactly. And yeah, it lasts for quite a while. And yeah. so well he's made. basically like doing this same sort of thing. You know, it's like, we're going to, we're going to sort of bring this infrastructure to Africa in order to assist with Chinese efforts there. Uh, and of trucking too, which is, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff like diamond mines and yeah, blood yeah, diamond yeah. mines and child slave trading diamond mines in Africa. And, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta ship those minerals. Well, that's the funny thing about Prince when you, you know, you said that he always brags about stuff that he's not doing. Um, that's like actually really true. And like <laughs> he's, his whole outfit in Africa that he started with, um, frontier services group, he basically, you know, he's saying it's like, oh, we just like ship groceries. Like literally he said, yeah. we, we, you know, we do cold shipping. So we're shipping frozen, frozen peas from, yeah. you know straight across the continent and instacart baby yeah literally he's just doing african instacart what what could yeah. go wrong um but there's like a great quote from someone um some like military guy who was like no if you need courier services you call dhl if you need mercenary services you call eric prince like you're not yes. fucking calling eric prince to get your groceries delivered do you know what i'm saying yeah well, it turns out you were correct because uh, while he was, you know, hey, this sort of front, and by the way, this is a very well-financed uh, company. Mm. While he had this sort of front of doing this transportation infrastructure thing, of course, he was gathering him around him sort of uh, yeah, Israelis, South Africans, which is, by the way, the two two great tastes that taste great together, and, uh, and you know, other yeah. Westerners that to rebuild. Like the, yeah, the Pizza Hut. Taco yeah. Bell combination. Oh yeah, and he's he's rebuilding basically a private security company within Frontier Services Group, and of course shifts from transportation to armed security. Yeah. Uh, Board of Frontier Services apparently publicly says they disavow this and don't like the publicity that brings. He's stripped of a few responsibilities, but keeps fucking happening. Yeah, my, my you know just to editorialize for a little bit. Um, because mm -hmm. we'd never do that otherwise. Um, my guess about that stuff is like, or at least this is how I imagine it is that like after he, like after everything went down with Nassau Square and with the Obama admin, you know, and like Hillary Clinton dropping him and you know this like yeah. fueling his whole like, fuck you, I'm going to China, blah, 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 you know his yeah, whole thing. Yeah. Which we should say he stopped before he goes to China. He does go to the UAE for a long time, and you know yes. he's like. Doing all this stuff with Sudanese pirates. That's pretty, pretty funny. Yeah. Um, anyway. But like my whole thing is that like he's like been waiting for so long to like get back really into the security game. And it's just yeah. been like, okay, fine. We'll do a little bit. Okay, we'll, we'll do a little bit of transport for your diamond mines. We'll do a bit of a little of this. And he's just like waiting. Like it's like a fucking dog on a leash, like waiting, you know? That's like my. Oh, 
That's the image. Oh I no, have in absolutely. My head. I mean, he's been like, again, because like you mentioned the UAE thing, which we can get into too, because that deserves, it's the whole like, there's a whole nexus here between like Bannon, UAE, the China stuff, Africa, all kind of tied together, Libya as well. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, he, he's essentially like in everything that he does, like the way Eric Prince operates, and I think I mentioned this last episode, is 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 the traditional way that guys like this have operated, which is through a like bountiful number of uh front companies yeah. and obscure sort of financial arrangements Private Eric equity. Prince is exactly he's an expert money launderer like yeah. really one of the best and that could also be a reason he's using China and Chinese banks and stuff like that I mean he is you know he is a, a money launderer basically par excellence yeah I mean the name of the game too is like you basically excellence. yeah is that what you say excellence yeah, I've never said that excellence. out loud it feels Par excellence. Why can't I just say of an excellent par? Well, because that's not the same. But I have to talk French. So, you know, the name of the game is like you create basically what you would call financial services company, which would be like kind of a private equity firm where you can kind Mm -hmm. of like dump a ton of money. And then that firm will buy up like another company that you found which it mm-hmm. will split off into a couple other things that other people will invest in, merge with other companies. And, yeah. you know, you guys can already imagine in your head, like how this tree is just expanding and expanding and expanding, but it's all really one fucking company, right? Exactly, yeah. A good sort of illustration about how Eric Prince operates is 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 his relationship with Mohammed bin Zayed, one of the greatest fighters for progress, uh, freedom, mm. and justice in the world. Absolutely. Uh, who is the the leader of the the United Arab Emirates, which mm. is sort of like the United States of the of the Gulf. Yes, um, it quite literally very is. similar. Yeah, very yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah. George Washington of of, of the Gulf, <laughs> except with slightly more slaves. Um, he, he first actually, and this is a little bit of a little, little Chekhov's gun here. He first meets Bin Zayed in 2010 after sending him a two page paper on how to build light attack aircraft for cheap, <laughs> which becomes a bit of a, bit of a bugbear for our, our, mm-hmm. our old friend, Eric Prince. The U S gets word of this and he gets in a lot of trouble yeah. because apparently not super legal to do that mm. sort of thing. Incredibly um, illegal while still incredibly yes. cool. Yeah, and, and the, the, the UAE ambassador to the U.S. is basically pressured by the U.S. government to not have Eric Prince do that, but maybe you can offer him another role with, with Bin Zayed. And so he starts uh, a series of companies, which he's most of which he's technically not involved with, even though he makes all the money. What Eric Prince does is he starts a company on each part of the supply chain and he, basically each part of like – any like the like the supply, the logistics, and the actual product, he owns a piece of all of those companies, and so he's ripping everybody off. He's skimming all, the whole way down. Uh, he starts a company called Reflex Response. They are paid thirteen million dollars in cash to train Somali mercenaries and later Colombians in the desert of the United Arab Emirates. So what they do is they send recruiters, which uh, by the way contracted to a company which Eric Prince secretly owns to Colombia, where you might imagine people who maybe have some sort of experience with guns in Colombia 
might maybe belong to something that Columbia has is famous for, which is death squads. Brings them over to uh, to the UAE, uh, keeps them locked in these camps in the middle of the desert, and uh, and then sends them to Yemen to kill people. Mm. Um, that is what he does. His whole thing is that he won't hire Muslim, and Bin Zayed agrees with him. He won't hire Muslims because he well, first of all, he despises Muslims. I mean, yes. there is some there's some reporting out there. He really really it's like beyond it's a religious thing i mean it's like absolutely 100 percent fueled by a religious animosity yeah 100 percent um he he uh you know he's supposedly also at this point in business with oliver north but it turns out that oliver north maybe he's not even getting paid Uh, eric prince just paid himself twice uh yeah he he it's it's incredible and 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 you know Bin Zayed is a bit of a you know he's swinging his dick around the region and you know he's like buddy you gotta get into Libya that's where the money is Libya uh which is true and and anybody who's listening to us if you have just like thirty dollars you can start a private mercenary company (laughs) you can get to Libya and there's you will succeed and make a lot of money trust me believe me just look up this guy Khalid Haftar ex CIA guy very trustworthy. Just send your friends over to hang out with him and see what happens. Well, thirty dollars goes a long way in, in Libya now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, he, basically, his plan was he is going to provide light attack aircraft to uh, to, to to General Haftar in Libya, who is of course attacking um, the the GNA, which is the official you know UN recognized government of Libya. Neither of which have any sort of state power. It's basically rival warlords uh, and. Uh, he that does not work out. He his agent who is supposed to be buying attack helicopters in Jordan uses a name, and this is a little bit of a thing from like the we mentioned the South Park, uh, the Eric Cartman thing from the last episode. Same sort of thing here. The guy uses the fake name, which is the name of the pilot in the movie Air America, uh, which is what a little bit on the nose. Yeah, you know the movie like the comedy movie Air America about the Air America. No, I've never, Have you seen, never seen that. No, we watched that in school, in in high school. Really? We watched that. Yeah, yeah. It's like a it's like a buddy comedy, if I remember correctly. But about, about the CIA uh, plane. This, yes, correct. Yes, mm-hmm. running drugs out of Southeast Asia. Yeah. Uh, I hate so these people so much. Basically, he's like his like group of mercenaries from all around the world. Um, you know, get in with Haftar. They deliver him some piece of shit aircraft. Haftar kicks him the fuck out of the country. They got to get out on rubber boats. He still has business arrangements with Haftar, but yeah, it is, it, my God, it, just total disaster. Um, and, uh, you know, Bin Zayed basically like contracts him to, you know, to, they eventually, some of his aircraft, I believe are used in Libya and I think they are being used in Yemen and I'm pretty sure they're basically being used all around the area. It's just not really like able, people aren't really able to report on it. Um, but that's just my suspicion. I, you know, that's not actually proven or anything like that. I do know that the crop dusters he outfitted, uh, as light attack aircraft literally are being used in Libya. Like that's not a rumor or anything like that. There's pictures and videos of them. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, I mean, it becomes like he is Bin Zayed's buddy. And in fact, yeah. he met with George Nader, convicted pedophile who has molested probably dozens of young boys, mm. uh, and who serves as one of the closest advisors to Mohammed Bin Zayed. Uh, he met with Bin Zayed's, uh, Bin Zayed's man, George Nader, with the head of an Israeli intelligence firm, with Donald Trump Jr., Stephen Miller. And I believe Bannon, although I might be wrong on that, at Trump Tower during the campaign, which became a he got a little yeah. Bit that of was the, the big that was the big Trump Tower meeting, as it 
is kind of known. Yeah. Yeah. It, also, another one of the Seychelles. Uh, and he right. says, of course, that they were just talking about Iran policy, which he might not be wrong. Well, that could, I mean, a lot of things fall under the umbrella of Iran policy. <laughs> exactly. Including getting Donald Trump elected. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, yeah, his uh, his tentacles are pretty much everywhere, I got to say. Yeah. He's also, by the way, I should add, in business with a lot of guys from the company called Executive Outcomes, which you might remember from the Spider Network series, the South African military group. And I, and I know this is this is very off topic. I just really wanted Wait, to read people this. Who haven't who haven't listened? Can you explain who that is, real quick? Executive Outcomes was a really fantastic startup company from the startup capital of the world, South Africa, aka Israel, too. Uh, during the 80s, I believe it started in the early, in the late 70s, the 80s, the 90s, still around in various ways, although I'm sure that the owner of Executive Outcomes, who is a very active blogger, will probably get wind of this and then force me to make a correction. Um, but obviously, you know, the South African mercenary company, you can imagine what they do. They fucking kill a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, you know, fight in Angola. They murder, you know, countless women and children. Uh, but there is a correction on a New York Times article about it that I really am forced to read. Oh, my correction, God. Correction, May 19th, 2011. An article on Sunday about the creation of a mercenary battalion in the United Arab Emirates misstated the past work of Executive Outcomes, a former South African mercenary firm whose veterans have been recruited for the new battalion. Executive Outcomes was hired by several African governments during the 1990s to put down rebellions and protect oil and diamond reserves. It did not stage coup attempts. And then parentheses, some former Executive Outcome employees participated in a 2004 coup attempt against the government of Equatorial Guinea several years after the company itself shut down. Which, by the way, Ghislaine's ex-boyfriend was involved in that as well. So a lot of to-do has been made in the you know, past couple of years about like what, what are Eric Prince's plans? That's been mm -hmm. kind of like the whole thing, you know, people hear about, you know, okay, there's a lot of rumors, you know, people, there's rumors that he has a million man army in China. There's yeah. rumors that he has been training private, private military in Syria. I think that's probably true. Um, pretty much everyone's just training their military in Syria. Yep. Um, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of rumors about like what he's doing and it, it's almost like to the point of being kind of a like spooky, like kind of a, I don't know, like, like, uh, almost like a spooky ghost story. It feels like, like, yeah, oh, he's what the is Eric yeah, boogeyman. What is, what's Eric Prince up to? What's he doing? Um, one of his biggest passions, and this has been, this has been in the press, uh, a lot recently is the air force, which, yes. um, you know, First, people who don't understand the military, that might seem strange, but is actually, um, you know, what is, isn't there like a saying, it's like who controls the air, controls the war or something like that? No clue, but it's basically true. Okay. <laughs> I mean, an Air Force will really decide things much more than like, like one plane is worth uh, any number of troops. I mean, yeah, uh, like, that's the thing is it. Remember that meme where it's like, who would you rather have like 10... Ten eagles, lions. or yeah. you know, a thousand lions, and people. And if you took yeah. the ten eagles, people are like, "You're crazy." 
You're not crazy. Poke out the lion's eyes. Yeah, you could do a lot with an eagle. I would have the lions because I could move among the lions and get lost in them. And so well, I no, you're not there. The it's, you're just using the... Yeah. Oh, I'm not there? No, I just no, have no. to make them fight? Yeah, oh, yeah, then yeah. I have no investment in it. When I was in six, sixth grade in science class, I remember very vividly our teacher just made us watch. And it was like a rainy day, much like today. Our teacher made us watch uh, just an hour of, uh, of animals of... Of videos of animals fighting like really? like stuff like lion versus like eagle and stuff like that yeah i remember it like really vividly uh you know snake versus uh you know wild boar yeah it was it was strange taught me a lot about biology though. and one year we had to take theology every year and mm-hmm. one year it was just every class our teacher who i'm pretty sure was like drinking in class like she was pretty much a drunk catholic uh, school right yeah she we would just watch like hour long episodes of Oprah and then go <laughs> <laughs> and it would just be like episodes of like we watched Oprah every like whatever day. episode it was Jesus. always like about troubled teens oh that's incredible and like yeah so it would be like and then she would like pause it and she would be like kind of like drunk and she'd be like so you see when you're you know when you're growing up, things can get tough and you gotta, you know, listen to this part. And then she'd like, turn yeah. it up. Like I, it was, you know, it's all VHS. Like it was tape. Was Dr. Phil too? Wasn't he on Oprah for a while? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was like, I mean, these were like, I think these were like her tapes that she like brought from home. Like there oh, was like incredible. 80s Oprah and you know, yeah. this was not in the I 80s. I like to think the animal fighting tape was something my science teacher brought from home too. Yeah, this um, is cute. This is like boy version, girl version. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, I, I can't remember. Where I was, oh yeah. Anyways, the air Force. air Force. Okay, so yeah, from, 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 you know, you can kind of understand is that like, you know, you're, you're whatever Colombian mercenaries you put in Yemen can get, you know, ambushed and attacked and mm. killed, you know, by somebody with conventional small arms, you know, they're there again at the end of the day, no matter how well trained they are, they are just a guy with a gun. Yeah. An airplane though is much more difficult to shoot down. Uh, than it is to just like kill a person. And so his idea is, you know, like, you know, these jets are very expensive. God, I didn't even get to the Afghanistan thing yet, but we're not going to get to that today. Just if you get a chance, look up Eric Prince's uh, plan for, for restructuring the Afghan war, because the Air Force plays a prominent role in that too. But his plan basically was to repurpose uh, crop dusters. Mm-hmm into light attack aircraft so not jets not f-16s or anything like that basically putting like rockets and machine guns on like a fairly cheap aircraft and of Mm. course like you know uh radar capability probably um you know spy and stuff too and and there's a diagram for i I look through sort of like the way you know the the vision that he's laid out for this and it's literally just like a red dot sight that like you would put on like an ar rifle Mm. on the front of a (laughs) cockpit and you just like fly around and shoot people. Yes, and they use it. I mean, Christ, they use it in Libya. It's very Hitchcockian. Mm-hmm. It's so just his dream training videos of North by Northwest. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, which I mean, ho- I mean, I believe he he he's probably more successful than that guy than, than the pilot well, in that that movie was, which I have seen by the way. Oh, that's cool. um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, he uh, his whole like sort of plan now revolves around creating these private air forces because that can really turn the tide in any of these sort of like mid-grade civil wars, right? Yeah. Like you want to solve a conflict in Central African Republic, you get fucking 20 of these crop dusters out there, bam, you're good. Yeah, so 
I mean, a couple things there. That This has pissed off the U.S. Now, this may seem confusing because, like we said, he is like a friend of the Trump admin and, the, and that kind of like Bannon, you know, stone little crew. But the U.S., I mean, the Pentagon, like apparatchiks, not big fans of Eric Prince. <laughs> nah, 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 <laughs> He's not pretty at much all. a pariah, actually. And it's not just, you know, this stuff. It's also his work with China. Obviously, the Pentagon doesn't look too kindly on that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the funny thing they've learned about mercenaries is that, oops, they're guns for hire. Yes, um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So if you're not paying him, someone else is. But- I think Eric Prince literally likes to call himself a sellsword, not a mercenary. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so gross. Fucking corny bitch. Was- piece of shit no um the other thing i want people to understand is that so you mentioned low-grade civil wars so when we say like okay this is like the boogeyman right he's in the shadows what people would probably think is of some kind of like civilizational you know crash where you're talking about these like world powers yeah but no that's not really how that's not really how modern conflicts are fought now, right? The name of the game is proxy. And because yeah. there's all these, uh, you know, very intense, you know, obviously the, the most famous one would be probably the Syrian, the crisis in Syria, the Syrian civil war. Um, but, you know, all over Africa and throughout, you know, I don't know, Southeast Asia and... <laughs> I mean, where else? But really, it's really pretty much Africa. And, you know, some of the Middle East um, are all these very um, intense and very complicated um, low to mid-level like civil wars that, um, you know, his his capacity becomes very important for, you know, either for competing interests in the regions, right? Not necessarily the warlords yeah. or the different factions fighting those wars, but who their backers are interested in, uh, you know, supporting, right? Exactly. I mean, some warlord in, again, Central African Republic could not afford the services of one Eric Prince, probably. Right. However, one of their state backers, you know, like Mohammed bin Zayed or someone like that, absolutely could. And they could right. use his forces to basically turn the tide of the war. And, you know, a thing I want, I also want to say is it's not just state actors we're talking about, but corporations. And this is kind yeah. of where this is going. And this is what I would say, you know, if we want to get real, well, real freaky, like, I mean, Eric Prince's vision is to be able to have the capacity to compete for hire with something like NATO, where if you Mm -hmm. have, right, so we said that he was like kind of like ANCAP, like Bannon, right? And we've talked a lot about that worldview um, in our episodes about the Koch brothers, right? And that kind of like radical libertarian um, anti-statist view or, you know, vision for the future. And which increasingly feels like it's, you know, happening and coming into fruition. But if you have a bunch of like basically denationalized, um, you know, oligarchs, right? You've got basically, you know, I mean, this is just a fact. You have 12 people that control all, almost all of like, oh, this is true. 12 people control every corporation uh, in America. Right. And by that, I mean, there's 12 people that run the major private equity firms that control every company. Right. Um, And this is a big issue. And so you have these kind of small handful of oligarchs 
that are and and you know a couple state leaders but really that are competing for you know private militaries and suddenly now you've you, what you're looking at are militaries that are completely separate from nations as mm -hmm. are the people hiring them and you have a kind of total um you know para like i don't even know what to call it like paranational yeah structure of fighting and dominating in world conflicts and that's the kind I'm of vision that that he has and it's it's been trending that way i mean it's been trending that way for a long time obviously but yeah. like it's really growing a lot i mean we see that illustrated in the congo crisis and you know in the murder of of patrice lumumba uh you know in in the, the conflict with katanga there and and the involvement in belgian companies mm. in that conflict and belgian mercenaries i mean that was really sort of like when this stuff was pioneered was right. was is in the 1960s 1950s and 70s 80s it's been growing and since then and, and you know we, we talked about this in one of the end of this one in the end of uh, one of the spider network shows i can't remember which one it was um but this stuff really becomes more and more developed over time and and you know this is like we're we're absolutely you know going in this direction especially with africa because like we talked about last last show on on, on blackwater is you know these frontiers are where these things are pioneered and, and, and these frontiers are where guys like Eric Prince can really test out these new methods of warfare, or not even new methods of warfare, but uh, I guess you could call it that, you know, new ways to fight old wars. Uh, and 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 we're going to definitely, I, I think, especially when, once Belt and Road really starts to kind of mm. get rolling, which which could be kind of a while, uh, these conflicts are absolutely going to heat up. And, and, you know, they might not heat up in the same way that Syria or Libya does, but there's going to be low-grade civil wars all around basically whatever country that, that Belt and Road starts getting developed in. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, who else is going to be there? Eric Prince. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But in a way, if you think about it, Eric Prince is a communist because my whole life— I've never, ever worked for members of the Chinese Communist Party. I've just worked for, like, Greeks and, like, small business owners and stuff like that. And so if, I, you know, I, I got to say, you know, for all the bad stuff he's done, if he's helping out on Belt and Road, you know, that makes him one of the greatest anti-imperialist heroes of the 21st century. For the sake of Allah, we will march through the gates. ISIS, I gotta say, the Nasheeds, excellent. <laughs> I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I mean, what do we got? We got Kid Rock. Yeah, it's not good. You know? You know that I think it's I think it uh, I can't remember when it was it might have been the USS Cole but uh, when an American warship left the Middle East I think Lebanon maybe I can't remember um, they uh, they played American badass so it couldn't have been the Cole or maybe it could have they played American badass by Kid Rock as they were retreating from from Powerful like song. off the ship speakers really but like how could a decadent company with a or excuse me country with american badass hope to stand up to for the sake of a law i don't know man you know but I, we said this the last the last episode about blackwater though the the aesthetics of that time very powerful 
Very powerful. They, they, with, when they changed their name to Academy, I mean, that's, that's when it was over. Everything that's like was so, so sterile. sandy. I feel like all the colors yeah. are very sandy. Yeah, yeah. A lot oh, of, absolutely. A lot of khaki. A yeah. lot of khaki. Yeah. You what know? do soldiers wear now? I just, I in know. my head, remember, do you see that video of the fucking soldier deep throating the dildo like in a, like what? In a no. dorm room? Why? You know, Why Chelsea knows what I'm that? talking about. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I mean, it's what like attached to at? a wall. It was like a, it was a viral video. I think the guy got in a lot of trouble, but it's like like 30 soldiers in this very small room, and there's a pink dildo. Oh, and Chomsky's showing us. Yeah, there's a pink dildo <laughs> attached to the wall that is like a it's sizable. It's like a hazing thing? I, yeah, it's got to be They all seem thing. really excited, though, so I don't know. Like Everyone's like clapping and cheering and like, really, yeah, it's hazing. really they're happy like, about it. Yeah, you're going to do it. But Let's no see. one seems like they're making him do it. He's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And like... I mean, hazing, you'd expect him to not be good at it. And this guy mm. was like, you know, to the hilt. Top of the class. Um, anyways, you don't see ISIS doing that. No. No, you don't. Well, not that no. we know of. Maybe they just got to, you know, they, we keep know. A, yeah. they keep a tighter lid. You guys should have child soldiers. Uh, my name is Brace. I'm Liz. We are, as always. Brace, do you want to take this one? We are joined by Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi uh, and his assistant, Young Chomsky. <laughs> and we Producing the show. It. And we will... Next time. Next time's the line. Uh, what? I was trying to tease you. And we'll see you next time. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeff, Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein.